Welcome to the ENR Critical Path Podcast. I'm Jeff Yoders. Today, we have with us Aviv Libadici, co-founder and chief product officer at Build Dots. Aviv holds an MSc in computer science and is a graduate of Israel's highly prestigious program Taupiat in the IDF. He's been leading product and customer success departments at Build Dots and leveraging his technical capabilities to modernize construction management. And uh, we're going to get into Build Dots in one second. But first off, Aviv, I wanted to ask, um, Talpiot is kind of the the high tech um, satellite and computer intelligence uh, division of the IDF. And we know the, the IDF is, of course, the brave young uh, Israeli men and women who defend Israel. And uh, tell us about your experience there. I that that was a, a interesting way to get into construction technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. And definitely a very interesting experience. You know, you're put in, in this situation, let's call it with uh, 40, 50 other other guys and girls where you're being told, okay, you now need to build yourself to be, they call it the technological leadership of tomorrow for the IDF or for the Israeli defense sector in general. And we're a weird bunch a bit because we go to the school, the university, but we're wearing uniform and we sometimes do some more military training uh, when there's a break and stuff like that. But I think eventually you're you're in a situation with, as I said, with some very high quality people, and in a very called intense environment, and it builds you. And from that, you're then sent to you know wherever you go. I myself uh, uh, went to the eighty two hundred unit, as it is called, and then you try to apply what you learned in a sense, but also learn so much as you're in this in my case, intelligence division and, you know, the the high tech within the industry or within the defense sector, I should say, just, um, you know, build, building building your ability to actually lead something with technology yeah. and not just on paper. Yeah. And you you interact with all kinds of different units too, right? There's the, the commandos and everything else that we hear in the IDF. You really have to have to work with everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. In essence, the idea is to build people who understand, you know, understand the full sort of full breadth of things. It's called full is a is a big word, but as much as possible. So in our three years, which are basically three years training, we go. I mean, we go to school, but we also, you know, learn how to navigate the army way. Or uh, I got to uh, to shoot a tank once. I mean, shoot with from a tank once. Let's call it. Um, and all sorts of things. Yeah. And the meaning of Talpiot is sturdy stronghold in the book of songs. So I'd imagine you, you have to live up to that name, right? Well, first of all, you just taught me something. So that's good. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't actually know that, but yeah, yeah. It's um, when you go in there, you, I mean, everybody, you're told what is expected. You're told what this is. You're told what previous Talpiot graduates have done or are doing. So yeah, it's definitely a lot of expectation in that in that situation. I mean, you're 18 years old; right. you don't necessarily understand it at first, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after you started Build Dots in 2018, and uh, Build Dots for those of you listening who don't know, it, it takes 360 uh, images from hard hat mounted cameras uh, on job site walks and overlays them onto a, a BIM digital twin to track construction progress. Uh, where did you and your partners get the idea for this? Um, was this something you 
just soft being on job sites over time or yeah look we we had we knew we were going to do something together we were good friends since del piot um we ended up sort of applying our knowledge it's called in different units um mostly but still remained very good friends and we decided we we're going to do something we we're going to try and we really wanted to have something that is called real world application real world meaning and someone told us look look into construction that is a place where someone or people like you with your knowledge could try and you know apply that and get build something special so we started just learning about the industry uh, both in Israel and a bit in London because they have these sort of open open doors they call it so tours of construction sites so you can walk around and see what it's like and we very quickly realized myself going on a lot of sites and being allowed to sit in on weekly meetings just saying man i mean they're expected to manage this process where all they know about what's really going on is either somebody tells them or they have to start walking around right. and and you know and gathering so much information it's just mental i used to say that it's kind of like you know taking taking a few people telling them there you go maybe go you know and conquer europe for me i'll give you a few <laughs> sticks I'll, i'll give you a few stones yeah. seems like good enough tools good luck with that yeah make sure everything's going fine as it's happening you know just check yeah. in every once in a while <laughs> yeah exactly you know manage it how how hard can it be so in that situation we said that this can't be we got to give them the tools the information you know the the thing for them to make decisions not worry about knowing what's going on coming from other industries from wherever we were you know you have applications that tell you what's going on you make the decisions and that's what we sought out to build and yakir who's the cto and, and one of my mm-hmm. co-founders he's a brilliant guy so we told him look you need to learn how to do a uh, computer vision and ai now so we can do this okay and he did yeah um uh- for everyone at home here build dots generates regular reports and it has a machine learning system that can spot uh problems discrepancies in construction that happen day to day things that are are going on in the site that maybe the foreman has seen but you know the the pm hasn't seen yet and so you get alerts before they de- lead to delays and that's really key right here is you all of these different pieces are moving and uh you can manage your project better if you know what could be a problem versus, you know, well, today it's not a problem yet, you know? Yeah, completely. Well, you know, we see this being used in all sorts of ways. We see people catching the fact that, I'll give you one example, one piece of drywall wasn't closed up or actually was closed up, was then opened back up because there was some problem. And then it's a standard thing. It just happens. Nobody notices enough let's call it and even if they do who remembers to take care of that little detail out of a million other things that are going on and this tool is just there telling you there's something at 99% completion and in a week's time somebody's going to come in to try and tape tape that room or paint that room and I closed up <laughs> and and you got to close it up now otherwise the snowball is starting to roll or another example where you sit in on a subcontractor meeting you know weekly and suddenly you're just saying okay people we're not going to discuss what's going on here's what's going on um let's handle it and i just i was just on a call with a customer a week ago where he said i was on this weekly meeting the guy says oh we did we did all the insulation on level 
And I open bill dots and it says 60%. So I tell him, look, I'm not saying bill dots, you know, it's AI. It's not 100% accurate all the time, but if it's saying 60% and then he clicks through it and it shows him, which in that case, ducts are not insulated. Right. And then the explanation starts like, oh yeah, there, no, we're missing some material. There, no, oh, we're waiting for a valve. But suddenly we're all discussing the real situation here and can actually resolve things instead of just letting them. Yeah. Before you're spraying drywall and, you know, getting everything all messy when it's a completed room and it's like, okay, now we have something else we have to fix. And yeah, exactly. That's the snowballing, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly that. You told Jeff Rubenstone in an article that uh, we did on Build Dots earlier that uh, most of the clients, you know, the first project you do with them, it's already been designed and construction is starting soon. Um, it's important to to get this kind of technology involved at the design stage, right? Because then you can then you can get ahead of things a bit, right? Ideally, yeah. You know, um, clients that we have been working on for a while, they now build with us guidelines to how to how to design things, how to schedule things in a way that will help them make the most out of the system. But at the end of the day, there's here and now, and we're still, mm-hmm. we're still doing a lot of firsts, you know, with new customers. Uh, and even if it's not a first, it's a second. These are projects that have been designed for a while. So we had to build a tool that, that knows how to work with, what's called the standard design and the standard level of design and make it work still. Um, at least, you know, make most of the value work. Yeah, what architects see is design development or beyond, right? You know, there, there are the different levels that architects see and then the different uh, levels that contractors see, right? Yeah, 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 completely, completely. We try to build all sorts of tools, you know, to handle what is possible. So I, the example I, I always give is sometimes your design perfectly shows where the sprinkler head will be but it doesn't actually perfectly show how the sprinkler pipe will get there. Maybe because that's done in a separate CAD drawing by the subcontractor and that's not in the model that we have, or maybe it's just something that someone figures out on site or whatever it is. And then I track you know, design, but what I could do in that case is say, okay, I can't track the actual pipe now, whether that has been installed or not in terms of every piece of pipe, but I can make this, Software asks the question of, look at every future sprinkler head. Has a pipe reached every single one of those? And if all sprinkler heads have pipes that have reached them, meaning sprinkler often has been completed. And that's sort of how we we tackle these sort of things. Yeah, then it's going to work. And uh, working in a BIM environment with your your digital twins here, the machine learning has to work with that with that digital twin, right? I mean, it's where the, the two systems have to come together. That's your real value proposition, I guess I'd say. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. It's, um, you know, this is all our customers see a product and for them, we, we just had a, a customer that visited our office just now, like a couple hours ago. And it was the first time that he heard from me that I, I don't know, 70%, whatever, but a lot of what we actually invest efforts in, is improving the machine learning so that it gets more done and more quickly and, and, and they can get better and more, you know, and faster information. There's the other part that they see, which is the way the information is presented. But a lot of our technology is, is caught on the back end of things, which is mm-hmm. enabling this analysis of this whole thing. Yeah. And 
did you settle on hard hat mounted cameras as the way to do this first? Did you think about, oh, do we do this with drone flights? Because there's there's so many different ways to skin this cat, it seems, in construction of we want to get the exact same photo every time to to track progress. And, you know, there's a there's is there one right way? Well, I don't know if there's one right way, to be honest, but I think there is what we considered for ourselves the right way. We had two sort of um, things that were important to us. One, it had to be internal. Um, if you, the way mm-hmm. we saw it, the, the complexity of information exists internally. Uh, you know, it's, as you build a superstructure up, a few things are happening, but you can see that pretty easily. Once you have a floor with 10 apartments with five rooms, each apartment, and activities going on all over the place, then the question of what's really going on is far more complex. So it, it had to work internally. Um, so most drones today and stuff like that don't really apply. Right. And the other bit of that was that if it's if it's too cumbersome to do, then it's not going to happen at the frequency that we needed to happen for it to be a truly operational management tool. Most of our customers do at least two captures a week. And if that was something that you had to go into every room and, you know, um, stand in one place or put up a tripod or whatever, that wouldn't happen. So we made it this free walk video, just wherever you walk, it analyzes whatever you might've seen or where you might've been, it analyzes so that that could happen. I like that it takes advantage of the the engineers walking the site too, because this is something that's built into their contracts and they're, they're doing this anyway. So, uh, might as well get this information directly into the digital twin, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that was the exact idea. Um, you know, and, and in that we've had <laughs> we've had some funny situations where our very first customer was in London, and the guy who did the captures there, I knew him personally. You know, it was the first project and everything. He calls me up one day, tells me, Aviv, look, I need I need your help. I was on site, uh, and I forgot that I'm you know, also doing a capture with your camera. And I was yelling at this <laughs> at this, at this guy, and I don't think I really treated him well. And then I tell him, oh, just so you know, the camera doesn't record sound. And he goes, oh, perfect. Okay. Oh, all good. Good. <laughs> all good. Sometimes it gets heated on the site, you know? Yeah, you know, that's, yeah, that's life. I don't think anyone would have been surprised to hear someone, you know, go off. Yeah. Once. I mean, you know, site life. No, but it's, um, you know, we're, we're taking a manual process that was, quite honestly, rather tedious for a lot of engineers and, and for anyone entering that data manually, that was really time consuming. So this is, this is making their process better and making it better for the contractor, just because you have these images 360 degrees captured. Yeah, completely. That was always the idea. First and foremost, help the project team. Uh, you know, when we, we built, we, well, I wouldn't say recently, but a couple of years ago, we built um, an integration with, you know, your scheduling tools. So Primavera P6 and Microsoft Projects and the like. And when we did that, the first thing, first reason was that people spend time on site sitting there and just ticking numbers into this program. And it's why? Rework. Yeah, why? Why would I just, why wouldn't I just feed those numbers in there and tell them, there you go. Now we use it. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's, there's so much of that in the construction industry, so much of these these rework problems that are sort of a, a legacy of, okay, well, we've always done it this way, so we this is you know the way we've been conditioned to do it. Um, you know, 
that those are the sweet spots. That's why you guys were looking at construction in the first place, right? Was there's there's a lot of opportunity for automating and and really modernizing a lot of these processes. Completely, completely. When you know, to be honest, when we started and we originally met with you know a few uh, venture capitalists, they were like construction, really, but you know, construction people haven't really adopted any technology. And I kept telling them, no, construction people haven't really been given any technology is the right way to put it. Mm -hmm. Not one that can really help them. So we actually found that people are extremely open and extremely looking for things that can help them, you know? Uh, And if that's what you show them that you do, they'll be with you. You have to show it, you know, you have to, Nobody has time in construction to play around with something. It has to be real and and it has to help and it has to help today. But if you show them that, then, I mean, very, very, very open and very sort of looking for it. Yeah, uh, the M2 residential tower in San Francisco was your your first U.S. one. And uh, it seems like Build Group really got it there. They, you know, this was a contractor that said, hey, we're going to put this in our Navisworks model. We're going to use the Revit uh, digital twin you guys created. And, you know, the work progress tracking just automatically goes in. It's not changing their process at all. It's they're still having their their weekly PM meetings and everything else. It's just taking that information and automating it. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's, you know, I think everywhere we started it was always about meeting someone who sort of visualizes a future, let's call it. In this case, it was it was their VP, Chad, mm-hmm. who he just saw an article about us raising funds. And he came to us and said, look, if you guys are doing what I think you're doing, then we need to talk. And he, like many other of our first customers, um, not many, but most of them, but these are a few people that were the first customers, he could really, he could explain to me what this thing could do for projects for the industry better than I could. And, and those are the kind of people that made it, you know, made it work at first and showed us that it's not about changing anything. It's not about that. It's about just improving the way it's done and giving people more information and more time to use that information, by the way. Yeah. And I don't want our, our audience to believe nothing changes here. It, it absolutely does because uh, you know, the, the designers on that project, I think they learned to, to detail some of the elements they would otherwise just, you know, make a line on a piece of paper, but if it's something they wanted tracked during construction, so they put in that extra detail, right? No, definitely. Look, things do change. You know, we, we are now doing two more projects with, with build group in the same sort of and exactly the same area, but more or less. And, and now we've built this process with them that uh, we have this part of the system that shows incomplete work. So, you know, you got to 90 something percent, you didn't complete the last bit. And they have this process now where once a week they review that because again, don't let the snowball roll. Mm-hmm. That's not a process that they had before because there was no thing that is showing them where where a bit is missing. But it's, it's we sort of evolve into that together. Yeah. Um, Aviv, this is sort of more of a, a global question here. Uh, Bill Dots was one of the, the first companies to get into this space to get into to using 
um, AI to, to sort of predict problems. You know, we're seeing a lot of other ones coming in now and saying, hey, construction problems, you know, there's certain things you can look for in the schedule. There's other things, you know, do you think that uh, this is a, a ripe market, you know, and there's room for for more of these solutions to to help contractors? 100%. I think it's, I mean, the ratio between the size of the issue that this industry is tackling and, you know, the amount of companies and people and whatever that are trying to build tools to help it is a bit ridiculous. It's been improving, but it's still not, you know, fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely very, very ripe. I think it's one of the challenges is that you have to, you have to commit to it. You have to really understand. I mean, I had to learn what construction is like, how it works. When we just started, I had days, a couple of days a week where I would walk around with a superintendent. I had a deal with two of them is I walk around next to you. Uh, and then in, in uh, sort of, you know, uh, my pay is that I carry everything you need carried and I bring coffee and pastry in the morning. <laughs> that was the deal. <laughs> I just learned. Yeah. I just soak it all yeah. up and be a sponge. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the machine learning gets better as you go along. You can find the different discrepancies, you know, and build dots being used on so many projects. Now it's, it's refined over each project, isn't it? Yeah, completely, completely. Construction is every project is very unique, but at the same time, a lot of issues and a lot of things are, are, are repeatable in a sense, repeat. And this improves constantly, both in the, you know, image analysis side of things and in, in its understanding of what an insight is. The first time we tried, this is a few years ago, we tried to build something that will actually not just show the information, but give you an alert. This is a big deal specifically out of all the information. It, it didn't really work out too well because we, you know, we neither we nor our algorithm understood what is a real insight right. and what is not. Yeah. Um, Originally, I thought that an insight is when something doesn't happen according to schedule. Now, you can imagine what happens when everything, every time a thing doesn't happen according to schedule, you think that's an alert that doesn't yeah. end well. It's a lot of alerts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You mentioned repeatability in there. And, you know, there, there are definitely projects, you know, like we've been talking about a residential tower, a lot of repeat floors, things in that. Uh, healthcare, I think, is the big one where there's a lot of, MEP systems, but they are essentially, you know, patient rooms, operating rooms, ERs, similar repeat structures. Um, that's really the sweet spot here, isn't it? Where where there's a lot of things going on where where mistakes can happen that cause cascading effects just because there's so many of the same thing being built, right? Uh, yes and no, because that's was what we originally thought. And we we thought that, you know, if you Let's take that residential tower example. If you build 20 floors, then you can start learning from the first few floors and the data that it gives you about how to better execute the next ones. And we started doing that and we started actually doing that across projects as well. So companies that work with us on many projects start, you know, we start showing views that just analyze what's happening on their different projects and teach them something or try to show them something. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what we learned is that if a project is completely not repeating and not so sequential as well, as in not floor by floor necessarily, then the question of what's even going on is far harder to answer manually. 
And then just that basic value of knowing where work has been done and where not becomes far, you know, far more significant in its own right. Yeah, far more important. Yeah. But it's all it's all evolving. We started from residential, we started doing commercial. Uh, then recently we got into other types of projects as well. So there was just a an article we posted recently, like just in December, about our work with this hospital project in um, in London here or in the UK. It was uh, done with the CBS, and that showed one of our first hospital deployments. Let's call it or healthcare in general. Mm-hmm. So it's all it's all step by step. Yeah, uh, I was recently writing about a cross laminated timber and glue lamb project. And there are all kinds of efficiencies just with that kind of construction. But, um, you know, there's also certain of the concrete floors that have to be, um, a little bit thicker because, okay, you, you're not getting, you're getting more sound between them because it is, you know, a lot of cross laminated timber and, uh, you know, you don't usually think of sound in residential as a concern. You're like, oh, well, this floor is above this one. This one will be fine. You know, we've got this this thickness of a floor slab, but uh, things change. Eh? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, the first such project that we did. We just, you know, we thought we applied in terms of what the system will show and the sequence it will show, what we've already learned. Plus, we used the sequence that the schedule showed. But that wasn't completely accurate as well. And suddenly somebody on site asks us, why, why are you saying that this should happen before this? It doesn't make sense. And then you find out that it's not just us who thought that. It's his schedule that also thought that. And everyone's just not used to this thing, which is new. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, always, always things change. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur, uh, do you think uh, construction, the level of investment we've seen over the past two years has just been really high in the construction sector? Do you think that's going to keep up and, you know, you'll, you'll be able to grow and, and help more projects this way? Because it, I don't know, it seems like there has to be a pullback at some point with how much investment we've seen in this sector. Uh, I've, I've come to learn that I should not uh, make any assumptions about what will happen. <laughs> most, of, most of those I've been wrong, I think. Um, but, but, you know, eventually it's such a big thing that, yeah, a bit more, a bit less anyway, it will be maybe one of, you know, one of the most significant things that humans do. So, you know, it's not like it's going to be small anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, a a big percentage of the economy in Israel and the U S and the UK, um, it's just such a sector that, you know, really is ripe for for so much change, right? Yeah, completely, completely. It's just, I think, you know, for me, it's always been about that it's ripe for change and you have to respect the way it's, it's you know, event buildings exist and they become more and more sophisticated and still they are built. And if you think that you're going to come in and change everything because you're so smart, well, I don't gonna think happen. it's going to end well. Yeah. No. <laughs> Well, those are the only questions I had today. Thanks a lot for joining us, Aviv. This has been a a great conversation about build dots, construction in general, and really, you know, the use of machine learning. Um, Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, This has been the ENR Critical Path Podcast. I'm Jeff Yoders. For more podcasts, go to enr.com slash podcasts. Thanks for tuning in.